3: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome. Ezra Cleveland of the Jaguars, Josh Dobbs to the Vikings. It's been a heck of a trade deadline day, and we are here to break it all down for you on a special edition.
4: Welcome to the Real Porno Show, hosted by Tyler Fornis, the managing editor of USA Today's Vikings Wire, writer for the College Football Network, publisher of Substack Run-In Shooter, Host of the good, the bad, and the hungry on the Voices of Wrestling Podcast Network, as well as a founding member of Vikings First and School.
3: Of the Real Forno Show, I'm your host, Tyler Fornas. With me, as always, top right corner, he is English schoolboy producer Dave. Dave, how are you? (laughs) I knew it. I knew it as soon as I wanted to take a
4: nap. The The Vikings would do something.
3: Yep. And they did. Uh, They uh, made two trades so far. And that doesn't mean that they're done. That doesn't mean anything. That just means that they've made two trades so far here today. And let's start breaking them down. Josh jobs uh, comes to the Minnesota Vikings. um, As I post that I'm, we are live on Facebook here. They acquired Josh jobs for, so it's a little bit of a confusing trade. Um, The Vikings traded a seventh round pick. So, Sorry, they traded a sixth. They get a conditional seventh in Josh Dobbs. The conditions on that seventh are interesting, Dave. That could turn into a stick. So this could literally be a free trade or even a better trade as that sixth round pick could be higher than what the Vikings would have had themselves because the Cardinals are a worse football team.
4: Could be. Uh, To me, it seems almost free. But anyways... I have some questions on Dobbs. Mm -hmm. First off, he obviously has starting experience because he's down in Arizona and has started a few games. Looking at his grades, there's nothing spectacular except for the fact that he is a mobile quarterback and can run. Is he the Sean Mannion replacement? Is he, is uh, Nick Mullins back worse than we thought? Or do does a team think this could be an answer?
3: Um, I I think it's an answer for now. I don't think it's an answer long-term and Kevin O'Connell's on serious XM earlier today saying that they're preparing Jaron Hall to start this week and said it's possible Dobbs can be ready to play. Now, if you remember Dobbs was traded to the Arizona Cardinals the week before week one, So he started within like a few days and he's done this before. So it's not like it's something that he's foreign to where he can come in and he can pick up a playbook well enough to be able to go in there and play. I wouldn't expect Dobbs to play. I don't even know if I'd expect him to be active because the Vikings have Manny who's been in the system. They have Nick Mullins who can return after this week. My guess is Dobbs would be the emergency quarterback. Manny would be elevated from the practice squad. And I think that's, that's kind of what you're looking at. I. The nice part is this isn't a long-term solution. This is a short-term move. This is to get a guy in the building that because you need somebody to be a backup quarterback for you. And that's kind of what we're looking at here. Dobbs is a guy that can start games for you. He's a guy that can help Jaron Hall. I I think everything about what Dobbs could be for this team is going to depend on how Jaron Hall does. If Hall balls out, Dobbs probably doesn't play at all. If Hall ends up just... Absolutely stinking the second Dobbs is ready, he's gonna play, and I think that's what we're looking at. Yeah, I but think when it's a
4: you re- play Mullins ahead of him
3: i I don't know um, I think having another body in the room for this process is ultimately a good thing, and I don't know if I Dobbs would agree with that,
4: right? and having Sean Mannion's in there for Kirk cousins blankie that this solves the Mannion issue t- for me, right mm-hmm. but it seems like a seems like a whole lot of nothing. And if we get to playing Josh Dobbs, we're in a whole lot of hurt at that point anyways. But I want to give yeah. Jaron Hall the chance. And I think Jaron Hall can pleasantly surprise us.
3: Yeah, and it's I think this is like I was saying, this is adding another body to the room, uh, trying to solve the puzzle for what this team is going to do at at the quarterback position, Um uh, Delton asks, uh, "How do you know he can start games? He hasn't thrown for two two thousand yards in four years." Well, I, I think the big thing is like Mullins has started multiple games in the NFL, and he's show like he's got one of those really weird stats in the National Football League where he he was like the fifth quickest ever to four thousand passing yards. But I think at over like I think he's like five and eleven as a starter. But those 49ers teams with him starting were really odd, and I think if you were to put him on those 49ers teams now, I think they'd be a little bit better. But like, look, this is where we're in. We're in quarterback hell right now, and we're we're trying to figure it out. And I think Jaren Hall is the smartest move, and to see how things go forward. Oh, uh, you were talking about uh, Dobbs. Uh, well, Dobbs started the last eight games for the Cardinals. Like he's he played relatively well in long stretches for the Cardinals this year. They were in games all year and they they trounced the Cowboys. So I I think you're getting at least a capable football player. I wouldn't necessarily say you're getting a great football player, but you're getting a good one. And Dobbs, I think, will at least be a benefit to your room, even if he doesn't end up being a long-term starter for this team in long by long-term. I mean this season. Okay. I, I think Dobbs is fine. Um, I, I, th- I think you're just, the goal is here to ride with Jaron Hall and have an extra body in the room. And if Hall stinks, then you can have Dobbs take over, or you can have Mullins take over. And at the end of the day, Hall now has a, like a Shanahan style quarterback to help mentor him. And he has a true dual threat to help mentor him. And I think that's ultimately the best case scenario for Jaron Hall. Ultimate, like the Vikings basically gave up nothing and they could actually increase their six round pick based on how the conditions currently read. And that's fine. Wow. Yeah, It's, it's crazy, but the Cardinals basically just gave them away to the Vikings for free. And especially when you consider that the uh, commanders wanted a day two pick for Jacoby Brissett, this is, this is great. Now, we need to move on to the other elephant in the room, and that is Ezra Cleveland. And to me, this was a very, very shocking one. Um, Kevin O'Connell, just a heads up for everybody, they do plan to start Jaron Hall on Sunday against the Falcons. So that is confirmed. Hall, or O'Connell's talking to the media as we speak here right now. And it's fascinating the way things have kind of played out here. The, the Vikings had Ezra Cleveland, and they signed... Reisner to be the backup. All right, Reisner comes in for Cleveland after he sprains his foot against the Bears. Reisner plays pretty well in the last two games. I don't think he was playing better than Ezra Cleveland, but we do know that Jaron, or sorry, that Ezra Cleveland was expendable after this year. He probably wasn't coming back. There were people talking about how he potentially wanted him. He wanted to play tackle, but the big thing here is. Reisner has a really long standing relationship with the offensive line coach, Chris Cooper, and he played well, which in theory made Ezra expendable. I don't think uh, that if you were to have kept both of them, I don't think Reisner would have played over Ezra Cleveland. Ezra was playing better. He's PFF's eighth ranked guard, uh, 12th in pass blocking, 10th in run blocking. Like he's been playing excellent football, and the tape matches those grades. So if you're one of those people that's like, oh, PFF grades, yada, 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 I understand that. But the tape matches, and he was playing really, really good football. But now you have more of a power guard instead of more of an athlete in Reisner over Cleveland, and that's how the Vikings are going to roll for the rest of the season. And I think playing this means, yep, I, they've been doing a lot more of the gap stuff anyway. Cleveland is fine with duo and and those concepts, but it was some of the protections that they were calling that he was just better at because he's such an athlete. He's basically Brian O'Neill as an athlete playing guard. But he's, he's a little bigger. O'Neal's like a shade over 300. I think is almost 320 now because he's been slowly um, building that weight back up. But a sixth round pick is very low, which tells you a couple things. And I was a little frustrated early on. I'm like, man, this doesn't make sense. I don't get it. Why would you just give him for a six-round pick? You could potentially get more in a compensatory pick back. Well, it tells me a couple things. One, I, I wonder if the Vikings aren't planning on getting any compensatory picks back next year because of how they're going to have to handle the free agency market. And two, if they just decided to get get the pick now, even if it ends up being a little lower, because a compensatory fifth is very, it can be very equivalent to what a six-round pick is, depending on where that pick well, is in the round.
4: And, well, compensatory picks are always at the bottom. So mm-hmm. <laughs> why I chuckled was Justin from Purple and Gold for Days, also a partner on Vikings First and Skull, said just that when I asked the same question. Just a six? Compensatory should be better than that. He said it depends on the free agent plans. And if we get more free agents than we've given out, we get nothing. So that very well could be the long-term plan and why they took just the sixth, which they had just given up one for Dobbs. So we've gone into this. We got rid of Ezra. We got Dobbs. We gain a seventh-round pick, basically. And a higher six-round pick.
3: Yeah, it's... I, I I think Ezra Cleveland is worth more than a six. That's essentially what I'm getting to. I thought a, a fourth made a lot of sense for Cleveland, but sometimes it's not always that simple. And with a guy like Ezra Cleveland, like, maybe the the market just wasn't there for him. And the six was the best they could do. And they thought, okay, we need to make this move because of X, Y, and Z. And it's fine. Like if you think that you need to make this move, okay, we'll move on. But a six just felt really low. And now you have Reisner and the offensive line is still good. So it's not like we're trading a guy. Like we're not trading to Hunter and all of a sudden our edge room looks like garbage, Right? like that's not where we're at here. At this point, um, Jeremy Fowler reported a few hours ago, don't expect Ezra to get traded. It's still possible. We still have an 100. hour and three minutes left of the before the trade deadline actually hits. But considering Chase Young got moved to the 49ers for a third-round pick, they're going to have Nick Bosa and Chase Young on that defensive line. It's going to feel like the 2018 um, Ohio State Buckeyes again. It's just going to be absolutely insane. Montez Sweig goes to the Bears for a second round pick. Like There have been some massive trades here today, and the Vikings have been a part of two big ones, Josh Dobbs and Ezra Cleveland.
0: With the Lucky land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere.
3: I don't think either one of these makes a humongous move for this year's Minnesota Vikings, but most importantly, they shed a little bit of actual uh, salary cap space with Cleveland. They're going to save close to like $1.4 million on the cap um, by trading him. So because they're going to bring in somebody who's a minimum, uh minimum contract, like Josh jobs, contract, I think is 1.1 1. 1 million. Cause he's the vet minimum Ezra Cleveland's was like, 2.8 right, so pro a second April, round pick. Mm-hmm. it's going to save almost a million dollars a million dollars makes a difference when you're trying to get these big extensions when you're trying to figure out what you're going to do a quarterback and saving that little bit of money can make a difference plus you're going to have to replace Kirk Cousins on the roster they made the roster move they finally put him on injured reserve today sometimes it takes a little bit longer than a couple days because just procedural stuff and trying to figure out how everything's going to work this is kind of where we're at. The Vikings are trying to set themselves up for the future. And based on all their moves today, they are not tanking. Um, they are not going to take a massive step back. They are looking at doing the right things for this team. And uh, T Kluber in the chat says Dobbs, leads the Vikings the NFC championship game. Only if Joseph missed an extra point to blow it. Look, <laughs> the Vikings themselves um, have a history with backup quarterbacks. Wade Wilson, NFC championship game appearance, Randall Cunningham, NFC championship game appearance, case Keenum, NFC championship game appearance. I'm not going to tell you that Josh Dobbs is going to lead them to the promised land or Jaron Hall, but it's not out of the question. The Vikings have a history of backup quarterbacks that doing things for this franchise. So it's going to be fascinating to kind of see how things end up going with this team. And
4: and that history goes back further than that. I mean, Mm -hmm. It's who knows.
3: Yeah, it's it's going to be very interesting. There is still, like we said, another hour of the trade deadline. But we want to just we want to come on here and just kind of give you um, the big updates of the day. I think we would be remiss to talk about Ryan Poles uh, of the Chicago Bears before we go. Um, Poles gives up that second round pick to get Montez Sweat, and right now there is no contract extension in place. You have to think that that's going to come pretty quickly. It did for Bradley Chubb in Miami when they gave up a first round pick plus to get him from Denver last year at the trade deadline. But we'll find out. And it, it's it's gonna be interesting. Um I will say to uh Kubler's point, um, I think that they are pretty comfortable with the backups on offensive line right now. Um Brandell has tackle guard flexibility. Questenberry started um near, I think near 30 games in the NFL mm-hmm. and Schultman played really well when he was called upon. So, and they feel pretty comfortable with that offensive line. Now, does everybody feel that comfortable? That's a, that's a whole nother discussion, but I think the Vikings mm-hmm. do. And the move today really solidifies that and moves like plural. Yes. Well, I'm talking well, to specifically with Cleveland. Yeah. yeah. Um, we're going to find out a lot more about this team here and how they're going to kind of approach things for the rest of the season. But this, this team got a little better at the quarterback position. They got a little more comfortable and they have another veteran in the room, which is going to be really, 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 really big considering you have a rookie fifth rounder, Jaron Hall starting. And and before we end up going, Dave, let's end up talking about Jaron Hall. We talked about him last night on the show. High recommend you watch last night's episode of the real formal show when you're done here Most and you can, you, you can get a, a lot of dis, uh, discussion. I actually have Judd Zelgad calling me right now. I'm, I'll call him back here in a few minutes, but oh, maybe he uh, was on. I'm not going to answer the phone while I'm, on, while I'm live, Dave. Um, Shoot him I'll, a text. Yeah, I'll, I'll text him.
4: Um, it's we could go over. I, I want to thank everybody that's joined us so far today. We've got Justin, of course, the lovely and beautiful Miss Mary, Scott. Thank you, Scott. I think you may be one of your first times joining us over on Facebook. Appreciate it. Dan Hennenman, Aaron down here in Austin with me, suffering from the Texas freeze, and we're going on. T. Kubler, Robert Milky, Freddie, of course. Thank you, Freddie. You've been rock solid with us all this time. Appreciate it. Ryan, Ryan Barg. Let's see. Anybody I missed, I apologize, but we're glad you are here. David Rinaldi didn't call me Santa this time. I feel disappointed. So, (laughs) (laughs) But anyways, if any more
3: news pops on, so will we, right? Yeah. We we absolutely will. And look, Jaron Hall is going to be in a position to succeed. They're going to have a game plan centered around what Jaron Hall can do and what he's comfortable with and what they're comfortable giving him. And I think we, we need to be patient. Um, we need to be patient with Hall and just understand that he's a fresh rookie. And week one, his first start is not going to tell us everything we need to know about him. So be patient, um, as I'm going to text Okay. Judd. Man. I'll ask,
4: answer Scott. Scott, what we gave up for Hall or for Dobbs was a six round pick, and we got Dobbs and the Cardinals seventh back. So, move down one round and less than a round if you think about it, because we're not going to be drafting absolute dead first, whereas the Cardinals probably will be. And uh, so. That's, to me, that's almost free. The Cardinals are obviously tanking. So, hey. Yeah.
3: Um, I'm really excited to see Hall. I think everybody knows um, how excited I am about Jaron Hall's potential. But I think, like I said, we have to pump the brakes on um, getting on him too quickly if he struggles on Sunday. I, I think we need to give him chance to really figure it out. And I think if he really if he struggles that much in back to back games against the Falcons and Saints, then I think we can really have that conversation. Okay, this guy just standing not let's put in Josh Dobbs. But like there is a a small chance that this guy ends up being the franchise quarterback. And that and that chance is why the Vikings drafted him. They wanted that lottery ticket. And you know what? At the absolute worst, what that lottery ticket's going to get you is a backup quarterback for a long period of time. I'm really excited to kind of see what that looks like. And at the very least, the Vikings do have a really great infrastructure with Kevin O'Connell as a play caller and head coach, two great tackles. Now you have two great receivers and an interior offensive line that's played very well as of late. Now, if you can get the running game fixed and I think the dual threat ability of hall and or Dobbs, when both either of those guys ends up playing, I think is going to make a really big difference in what's going to happen long-term for this team. Because look, At the end of the day, dual threat means something when you're talking about the running game because it adds a different element. Just look at how great uh, the running game is for the Baltimore Ravens. Lamar Jackson isn't the only one running the football. Their running backs get like four and a half, five yards of carry. And, oh, Carolina sticks. Well, that helps. That does help. Um, And because of that, because of those little things, where the quarterback's ability to run the football just helps out everybody. I'm really intrigued to see how Kevin O'Connell works that in. He's going to work in RPOs. Could we see a couple option plays? Uh, could we see a lot of misdirection to try and get the defense confused? I think the running game op- has a lot of possibilities opening up for them. And I'm very intrigued to see where they go with it. This is uh, this is a interesting yet fun time to be a Minnesota Vikings fan because there's so much intrigue. There's so much intrigue to what this team can be, what this team will be. Now you get to see uh, the, your rookie quarterback if he has anything. And if he doesn't, just ride the season out. En- en- enjoy watching the great players on the outside. Enjoy watching a fun defense. And you know what? We've dealt with bad quarterback play before. We can deal with it again. We're the Minnesota Vikings, we're the fans. We've dealt with crappy quarterbacks. We've like, dealt with tragedy, so don't this is nothing. Yeah, this is nothing. And we're gonna we're gonna be there for you every single day. We're gonna be there for you whenever news breaks. We're gonna he- be here to break it all down. And tomorrow night's gonna be a massive breakdown show. We're gonna be talking Atlanta Falcons. We're gonna be talking uh, more trade deadline stuff. We're gonna be talking about how the Vikings are going to be positioning themselves here moving forward. We're gonna end the show here. Um We had 90 of you in here at one point. We want to thank you very much for joining us here live um, randomly as the Vikings made a couple of trades here before the trade deadline. Anytime news like this pops up, we're going to be here and we're going to be doing a lot more of these random shows and it's going to be a good, good time. Don't forget, Wednesday night, 6.05 p.m. Central Time. All right. We're going to be here. Break between now and then. And if it does, uh, we will be we will be back live to break down. If, for some reason, the Vikings end up trading to Neil Hunter today, you will be seeing us once again. And there's going to be a lot, a lot of fun stuff to talk about. But because of the, the nature of the day, we have covered everything that we were here for. We covered Josh Dobbs. We covered Ezra Cleveland. And now... It is time for me to get back to my doggos. Um, they are running around like crazy. I was not going to let ODP on my carpet again. That's <laughs> no. <laughs> you no, can pee, pee on take my wood out Berlin, floor anyways. It's fine if he pees on the wood floor cuz I can wipe that up. It's a lot harder here. All right, from Dave, I'm Tyler. Thank you very much and as we always say, Skull Vikings. Skull
4: Vikings. Like. Subscribe. And ring the bell to get notifications. It helps us grow this community. that we all love our Minnesota Vikings. And on behalf of Tyler Fornes and myself, Dave Stefano, thank you so dearly for watching The Real Forno Show.
1: Skull, everyone! Step into the world of power, loyalty, no purchase necessary void work prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
4: This has been a Vikings first and skull production. Part of the Fans First Sports Network.